yeah, I, I just want us to pause. Uh, Mid-year, the joke is that don't worry, you didn't lose a month. We're not actually at the end of June yet. Um, but as summer hits and our strides start to change a little bit, uh, I thought, let's do this before like kids start graduating and people do some vacations and those kind of things. And then I realized, I didn't realize this was like Memorial Day weekend, so it's also a traveling weekend, but that's okay. Um, we did this at the beginning of the year, and the, really the question is, do you know where God is at in your life? Do you know where God's hand is actively working in your life? And then secondly, do you know where you're fitting into the story of God? Like, have, have you reflected on that? And, and you're here, and you are a believer, and you follow Jesus, and you're a part of the people of God, and you're, you're wanting to see and experience God in your life, but when's like the last time you actually paused and reflected on yesterday, or maybe even last week? If we haven't done that, we actually examined this year as we came into 2022 with certain hopes and dreams and and wishes, we could ask, okay, God, where are you at? And especially these last few weeks with the increased violence across our nation, it's, it's easier and, and even more justifiable to ask, God, where are you? But the flip, and I think this is the second question that takes a little bit more of a stretch, God, where am I at in your story? What, where am I at in what you're doing and what you have for my life? Where am I at in what you're doing in and through the people in this room? Where am I at in the relationship with my parents and my siblings and, and my friends and my neighbors? Like, what, what, how do you actually, like, how are you using my life in a greater way than what I can muster up? And in, in just that's outside of myself, my tired self, my weary self, my frustrated self. But then at the same time, as we're asking those questions, I think we can do two things, and we're going to examine here in a minute. Um, and examine is really an ancient practice, uh, and that we use it in a lot of different ways. But what they can sometimes be are these, these markers in our life. Like you think about your check engine light that some of you are, have it on right now, and you just kind of keep driving. And, you know. But that's like a marker to say, hey, will you pause, will you slow down, and will you examine what's going on? We also have other markers, like a calendar or an alarm clock. Like these are things that we have in our life that kind of keep us on a certain pace. Life with God tends to work the opposite. It's not necessarily setting up the things that we're trying to do or to achieve. Oftentimes it starts with the place of actually slowing us down and stopping. Be becoming actually slow enough and quiet enough to hear God's voice and what he has. But if you're anything like me, everything that you have going on in your life is the complete opposite of that. You're busy, you're overconnected, you scroll social media too much, your phone is always on. Like, it, it's just constant information. So can we actually slow down today as a church community? We did this as, as a church a couple Sundays ago when we did the church survey. We paused and said, God, what are you doing in the life of this church? What are you doing in and through Midtown? And how is Midtown fitting into your larger narrative? And so now we're just going to do that personally and examine, let God speak, and then have a little bit of conversation with each other. Um, but we always ask those two questions. God, where are you at in my life? Where am I in yours? Now, the two things this could bring up. One, this could bring up a lot of grief. Some of you in this room have had a very hard year, a month, a week, days. Some of you have had tragic loss, hardship. 
And what can happen is that when we do this, or actually without doing this, is we can just be bound to that. That that's the only thing going on in our life is all things bad. God, where are you? How are these things happening? The flip side could be that, man, things are going pretty good right now. Right? Like I, things are good. Things are going the way I want them to. I'm enjoying my life. I don't have anything that's like really falling out from the bottom too big. I haven't had any tragic loss or anything like that. And we can, we can kind of pendulum swing. But, but God seems to kind of sit in the middle of those two in so many ways. He says in, in Lam, uh, the writer in Lamentations says this, Lamentations 340. I think we have it on the screen. This Daniel's multitasking audio and slides today. Let us examine our ways and test them. And let us return to the Lord. There was about a year and a half ago, we had a one-year celebration, and a couple of things we did is we stopped and we reflected, and we invited everyone into a couple of practices, and we asked a couple things of, like, what has God been doing in your life over this past year, and what are you looking forward to? Like, what do you, what do you want him to be doing? And what we did is we took these rocks. I don't know why I keep them in a glass jar. Eventually, this thing is going to shatter, and it's not going to go well. But we took these rocks, and for example, as we paused and looked at what God's been doing, someone wrote inner healing. Someone wrote the reminder that we are in this together. Someone drew an image of there is a circle at the center with these arrows moving towards it as if they're being maybe drawn back to the center, maybe back to a grounding point, or maybe finding a center as chaos ensues around them. God, you've done work in my life to where I've become more courageous. And we just keep going through this pile. And I think at the bottom we have some from some kids that are just beautiful. I have no idea what they say, but they're beautiful. Um, and where this comes from, a story in Scripture, you might remember Moses parting the seas uh, and going over the Red Sea. And there's another story, and this actually comes up in uh, the book of Joshua, where the people of Israel are going towards the promised land, but they need to move through the water. And God says, I'm going to part the water. They move through, they carry this thing called the Ark of the Covenant, which is God's presence. They get to the other side. And God speaks to him and says, hey, send 12 men back into the center where there's still dry ground as the water is parted and grab 12 stones. And each stone represents the tribe of Israel. But then take them back and then we're going to stack them. And he goes on to say in this next verse, I think I went out of order. There we go. In verse 6, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Memorial or to have memory of. To, to remember, to call back to the work that God has done. Do you have anything in your life that's helping you mark the work that God has done? I pray that this is one of them. That once or twice a year as a church we do this. But then in your own life, throughout your weeks, throughout your days, how are you actually looking back on God? What have you done in my life? Because then when people ask you, who is God? Why Jesus? 
What, what do you have to say? What, what can you look back on? I think for me, there was times in my life where if I'm not careful, I forget about the Richard Jets of my life. I forget about the Roman from Cintas in my phone because he worked for a company called Cintas. I think about Ab Alvarez. I, I think about the people who, when I pretty much saw nothing in myself, saw something in me and called me forward. I was reminded of that this week. Like, they were even markers. But if I never actually paused to remember, God, what have you been doing in my life? Who are the people that you've brought into my life? What are the things that you're up to? And then what are you calling me to? Beyond what I can see and experience right now. So, the other thing, if you're here this morning and you're exploring faith in Jesus and just trying to figure things out and not too sure, I think that's what this actually provides is a moment Like, honestly, say, like, God, I'm trying to, like, where are you in this? And I think what can happen through an examine, have you ever been, like, looking frantically for your car keys? Like, you're like, where? And then you're freaking out, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, they've been in my hand, like, this whole time. Or your phone, I don't know, right? But I, I think when we pause and do this, what we can actually find sometimes is that God's actually been there the whole time. God has been sort of pursuing and breaking in. And oftentimes what he's doing in all of our lives is pretty much knocking and just saying, can you notice? Can you notice that I am active in your life, even when you may not feel it or see it? I'm active in the world around us, even though you may not know it or see it. But it's times of pausing and reflecting. So enough from me. We want God to speak. So I'm going to ask Andy, and then if she has one or two other people to help her pass some packets out. Um, We're going to have our examined booklet and some pens passed out. And what we're going to do is we're going to take about four minutes on each one. That's going to feel pretty fast for most. Um, You could take two hours on each of these questions. So our goal is not to completely flush this out. We're going to take four minutes on four different questions and just write what you can. Write what comes to mind. There's going to be a few prompts and some questions. You don't have to answer each one specifically, but let them draw out what God might be speaking through you and then just put pen to paper. Don't overthink it. Don't feel like you have to write, you know, the proper response or that there's an exact answer. So let's get those passed out and then we'll open them together and get started. And then just, I think we're good, as long as there's two other people at your table. Got it made. So before you get going, we're going to do this as a guided experience. So we're going to pause invite the Holy Spirit and then we'll get to work because some of this is work but it's joyful work so we're going to work through four ways of doing this we're going to look back we're going to look through we're going to look forward and then we're going to look around some of the language might still say like for this new year because I may not have caught that edit because we did this in the beginning of January. But think about in terms of like the last six months. And some of you might be able to go back a little bit further if you'd like. But really just how is this year going so far? So we're going to go back, through, forward, 
and around. And I just want to name these three things. We reflect knowing this, and then we're going to get started. God is actively moving in our lives despite our circumstances. And I know that can be hard to believe sometimes. God knows how to bring good things out of our past. I know that can be hard to believe sometimes. And there are lessons God wants us to learn. We do not have it figured out. Our worldview is not the only one. May God actually teach us things and call us to more. That's a big part of understanding his story and where we're at in that. So I'm going to set a timer. We're going to have it up on the screen one by one. So I just simply say, come Holy Spirit, through these questions, through these packets, through our writing, may you speak. Examine us as we create space for you. Show us where you are. Show us where we are. And continue to highlight and call us towards the ways that you have for us. So God, if we believe you do, we ask you now to speak. Just have your way. So let's go ahead and look back.
can go ahead and finish what you're writing and then go ahead and move to looking through. Go ahead and finish that thought, and then go ahead and look forward.
Go ahead and finish that thought. And then lastly, look around. pencils down. Anybody feel that at all at any point? A little, a little test taking. So, so again, as you're finishing that thought or the last sentence that you're writing, you can see that you could fill a lot of space with this. Some of you are like, no, I'm good. I'm very succinct. I can do this very quickly. Um, but it's not about, I don't think, how much time you spend in this individual moment. I think it's more of a frequency. Can, can you actually build a rhythm into your life that helps you examine where is God at and where are you at in the life of God? What, what is he inviting you to? Did, any, did anybody feel like 
that was helpful in bringing a little bit of clarity to your life? Was there something new? A little bit of raise of hands, a little participation, some, okay, good. Now, I may, maybe could have given this on the front end, but when we, when we kind of work through what is it like to hear God's voice, like no one heard, like, like the building didn't shake, or there wasn't this big audible thing, and maybe you're writing and you're like, is this me? Is it? Like, it's just kind of this ability to just sit with, to have maybe some words or thoughts come to you that may not completely be your own. They challenge you a little bit, or maybe it's not your, your, your traditional or normal thought pattern. But it's, it's also something that's like being pointed out to you in this kind of a peaceful, good, maybe even a convicting way that challenges you a little bit. And just keep doing that. And the more you do that, the more you start to actually find out, oh, this was God, or maybe this is me. This is my own selfishness or whatever it is. But the more you do it, the more you start to become a little bit clearer on whether it's God's voice or yours. And sometimes what starts to happen is we find that often they like my voice is God's in ways. As I'm being formed and open to the Spirit and, and he's transforming me in, in new ways. And I start to trust myself in more and different ways. But am I actually creating space to hear God's voice? And this is one way of doing that. Maybe some bigger moments. And you could even just at the end of each week just do something like this. God, where were you this week? What am I looking forward to next week? What are you calling me to in regard to the people around me that I can either bring in or that I can move towards? And can we be people of examine? We're not going to work through it, but right after that, there's a rule of life. A rule of life, if you imagine a trellis for a grapevine, if you don't give grapevines trellises, then they just kind of go all over the place and they would produce much less grapes. But it actually is a, a structure in the life of the grape to help produce more fruit. And a rule of life is that same thing for us. We're actually providing a, a support system to the life that God has called us to, to help produce fruit. So there's just four boxes and four categories, and maybe through this, you feel like God's calling you to maybe try on one or two things. And there's also a list of spiritual practices. Maybe as you worked, did this looking around, and you're like, oh, I should invite these people into my house. Well, that kind of goes with some hospitality stuff. You know, as we think about even who's different than us and who else's view do I need to listen to. Well, that's a spiritual practice. So what's it look like to actually have a rule of life that says, I'm going to invite someone into my home once every two weeks, whatever it is. Um, so anyways, take that from here, work through that. But what I want to do before we go into a time of ministry time, I want us to talk a little bit around our tables. You're not going to be able to go tell the whole story of what just happened. Um, if you tend to talk a lot, talk less. If you tend to talk never, talk more. Um, and you'll kind of find a, a middle ground there. We're only going to go for like seven, eight minutes, so you probably have about a minute and a half, two minutes per person, but don't feel like you have to rigidly, okay, what'd you, what happened with you? Just kind of flow off of each other. Um, if you don't feel comfortable talking about like the details that you were writing down, just how was this experience for you? Was it positive? Was it challenging? Was this the worst thing ever? Like, just talk about that a little bit, and that's okay. This is like super awkward. No worries. Um, so talk for a few minutes. I'll come back up, move us into ministry time. And then we'll close out after that. Good. Go ahead and wind down. I just want to give us a little bit of space to kind of respond now as a, a whole room. So we've sat, we've reflected, we've listened, we've then shared at our table. And now we just want to provide a little bit of space for ministry time. Um, as we hold this space each Sunday, uh, the word I think I'm starting to use for this, I was using with the team earlier, is just lingering. Can we just linger for a moment as we've kind of gone through music and then a little talking and 
Now we did this. Can we just pause? Kind of similar to what we just did in a way. But then just openly just ask God to speak. And then we'll pray together. So if you pause for a second. And in anything that was shared at your table or what you heard yourself. Do you think there's anything for the whole room? And or maybe a specific person at a different table that you don't know. Is God giving you any thought? Maybe an image of something that just kind of is half there and keeps showing up a little bit for some reason. Maybe there's a, a verse that you're being reminded of. And you sense this little prompting that says, oh, you should share this, and maybe it's for somebody else. Kind of thing you try to talk yourself out of and don't end up doing. So let's sit with that for a moment. Good, Kathleen. So as you listen to other people share, just thinking like, oh, is that for me? Not trusting in myself. Another one? Yeah. a lot of amens behind that one. You, 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 made, you nailed the age demographic, yes. Thank you, Brian. And Ish and Steve and Nate, I'm going to invite you all forward. Um, 
here as we, one or two more. Yeah. Just that idea of practice. Like it's not just this one moment in the middle of the year as in this room, but can we practice? And like a muscle, can God, can we just start to notice more and more and more and just keep trying it on? It's good. It's a practice. One more? Okay, so we're going to linger for a moment. If I can get... We stand. Thank you, Nina, for sharing that. And then I can get uh, four people, four of those who have either gone through our prayer ministry training or from ministry and counsel. If I can just get, I don't know, one kind of over here by the communion table on each side and then one midway back against the wall. Can I get four people to move there and be ready to pray for people? Karen's here, Daniel's over there, Virginia's here, Kathy's over there. Perfect. So all I want to do is we linger, and the team just plays. You can sit, you can stand, you can reflect for some moments, sing a little bit if you'd like. We're not just going to all just completely abruptly go into song. I want to give space for whatever you need. But I would encourage you, if one thing that someone said out loud, or if there was something specific that came up to you in this that you would like prayer for, go to one of them and get prayer. Um, and they'll pray with you. And ultimately what we're trying to do is encourage one another as we try to listen to God's voice as they also pray. The worst that happens is you probably feel loved and encouraged. Okay? The best that can happen is like the pain in your body is healed. And like broken relationships are mended. And you like grow in purpose and identity and feeling like you have this life worth living. Okay, so if anything connected with you, go ahead and pray, sit and reflect, look at the packet more. We're going to go for a handful of minutes, sing along with the team, and then I'll come up and close us out in a minute.